The text for today's message is taken from our gospel reading. I'll read verses 25 through 27 again. This is Jesus on the road to, Dema- on the road to Emmaus. And he said to his disciples who were walking along with him, he said, How foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. If you bow your heads with me in prayer. Father in heaven, we live in a world that is increasingly disheartened. Help our thoughts to reflect your purpose and our words to share your love and grace so that those who hear your story may find hope and peace in you. We prayed in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Two weeks ago, Kathy and I took a week off. We went to Branson, Missouri, we favorite place of ours to, to go, and then we went to Wichita to see my mom and family, then we went to Kansas City to see our kids and celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary. But while we were down in Branson, Missouri, again, it's one of our favorite places to go. It's a place where we get some rest and relaxation. And one of the things that we did, and one of our favorite places to go, is the Sight and Sound Museum. If you've been there, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you haven't been, I would encourage you to take the opportunity sometime to go and see the theater productions that are there at the Sight and Sound Museum. While we were there, we watched the production of Queen Esther. Queen Esther. And again, it was fantastic. And if you have the opportunity, please go and see one of their productions. Esther is a very interesting book. It took place 100 years after the Babylonian captivity. Many of the Jewish people had returned to Jerusalem If you want to find out that story, look at Ezra and Nehemiah. There were also many Jews that stayed there in Babylon. And this is a story of some of the Jews, a woman by the name of Esther, some Jews that stayed in the capital city of Susa. And another interesting fact about the book of Esther is the fact that God is not mentioned at all in the book of Esther. Not mentioned once. And yet you see his activity, his fingerprints are all over the events that take place. And yet he's not mentioned once. The story begins as another queen was queen and the king was throwing a party. And after a number of days of this party and after he had had way much to drink, He commanded the queen to come to the party because he wanted people to see her beauty. The queen wasn't very happy with his request and said no. He wasn't very happy with her decision and said, you're not going to be the queen anymore. (laughs) And then he was in another predicament. Who was going to be the next queen? He decided to throw a beauty pageant And the woman that he would choose would become the next queen. 
And so they went through this elaborate time and they gathered all of the women of the community and the king had the opportunity to meet them and Esther was chosen. We also hear in the story of Esther of the villain whose name is Haman. Because there is a man who is actually related to Esther, but he didn't know this, there is a a man who doesn't bow down to Haman and he becomes angry and he devises this evil plot to kill all of the Jews because he found out that this man was Jewish. And that was his plan. All because he didn't bow down to him. But we find also in the story that there was a great reversal, a great salvation event that took place because God was in control. The reversal took place when Haman's plan was revealed as evil and the Jews were saved. But right in the middle of the story, before they know the outcome of the ending, Esther is encouraged to go to the king. And yet you have to understand that to go to the king without his summoning her, he could have her put to death. And she doesn't know what he's going to do. She prays and she fasts, and the Jews of that time prayed and fasted with her, and at the end she thought, I need to go and talk to the king. And she said, if I perish, I perish. And her uncle, the man who raised her because her parents had passed away, the the one that Haman, uh, the one that didn't bow down to Haman, said to Queen Esther, he said, who knows? Perhaps you have been, you have become queen for such a time as this. And that's exactly what happened. The reason I'm telling you this story is because this story is actually an example of how we can talk about and share our faith. If you have an outline, there's an outline in your bulletin. You can pull that out and you can fill in the introduction. It just says, share something that you enjoy. Share something you enjoy. God has done so many marvelous things. And to see a production and to see something done that's that's done in an exceptional fashion becomes an opportunity to be able to share that with other people. Share something that God has given to you that you enjoy. I want to pause for a moment and take a minute to review what we've been talking about for the last few weeks. We have been talking about the good book, Three weeks ago, we talked about the theme of the good book, and that theme was that Jesus loves me, this I know. From beginning to end, God's love is there. It is most clearly seen in the person of Jesus Christ when he was born, when he lived, when he gave his life, and then rose again so that we might have the forgiveness of sins and life with God. The second week, we talked about how we got the good book. Pastor Al talked about and specifically focused on the New Testament, how the New Testament came about. This past week, Pastor Scott talked about how we study the good book. And today we're going to talk about sharing the good book. We do all of those three things, know God's love, know how we got this book, know how to study the book so that we can share the good book, the good news of God. 
and his love for us. And so that's the theme for today. Share the good book. Share the good book. Our gospel reading for today is a story of Jesus with his disciples as they walk on the road to Emmaus. This scripture reading is usually read the third Sunday after Easter. Even though the day it happened was the evening on that first Easter morning when Jesus rose from the dead. A number of things had happened. The disciples' hearts were broken. Their minds were confused as to what was going on. Some of them were there and they saw Christ put to death. Some of them were there as he was put into the grave. They had heard stories about the women going to the tomb and that the tomb was empty. And there were two disciples that ran to the tomb, Peter and John, who found it just as the women had had expressed it, but they didn't understand what God was doing. They were depressed and puzzled and asking all kinds of questions. And as they were walking home that evening, that's when Jesus joined them and began to walk along beside them. And he asked a question, what are you talking about? Are you the only one that doesn't know the events that have happened in these last few days? What events? Tell me. About Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. We were the ones, we hoped that he was the one who would save all people and give us life with God. But he suffered and he died on the cross. And now we heard stories that women had said the tomb was empty and they saw a vision of angels and We don't understand what was going on, and Scripture tells us that Jesus started with that very conversation, and he opened up Scriptures to them so that they could understand why Jesus came into the world, why he came, why he died, why he rose, and the hope that they now have. Jesus explained the Scriptures to them. Why is that important? Because we need the same today. We need Jesus and his spirit to open up the scriptures for us so that we have faith in him, so that we understand what God is doing, what God has done in the past, what God is doing today, and what God has promised to do in the future. We need that Holy Spirit to inform us, instruct us, and train us in righteousness as we live in this world. And that's what he does. God has given us his Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus spoke about before he left this earth, when he was talking to his disciples, and he spoke those words of what we know as the Great Commission. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and by teaching them everything that I have commanded you. And then he gave them the promise, I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age, the very end of this world. I will be with you always. One of the main purposes that we are still here on this earth is to do that work. That phrase, therefore go, is literally as you are going in the world, as you are living your life, make disciples by talking about your faith, 
by sharing it with other people. And as you work together in the church, you baptize and teach so that people can hear God's story and share God's story. In our second reading for today, that word gives us some wisdom about why we share the good book and how to share the good book. That passage from 1 Peter 3, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. If you have your outline, you can write the second next line in, simply be prepared. Be prepared. Sometimes we can be prepared very specifically for something that we're going to do. Sometimes we are just prepared generally to share our faith. And I'm going to give you some examples of how we can be prepared to share our faith. One example that comes to mind is when Kathy and I went on a mission trip a number of years ago back in 2009. If you ever go on a mission trip, you can specifically prepare for what you're going to do. And so that's what we did. In 2009, we had the opportunity to go to Thailand, and the guys were to talk to the guys, the women were to talk to the women. I actually think the women did a better job than we did. Okay? They had a very specific plan on what they were going to share with the women they were going to talk about. Now, if you ever go to Thailand, one of the things that they're known for is the pearls that come from that country. And so they decided to take some pearls or some beads and use different colored beads to share the story of the good book. And so they chose six different colors. The first one was a golden color to talk about the creation of the world, how God created it in a perfect and wonderful way. The second bead was a black pearl to remind us of the fall into sin. The third pearl was a white pearl to remind us of Jesus Christ being the light of the world and coming into our lives to shatter the darkness. The next pearl was another black pearl to remind us of his suffering and death on the cross. And the last pearl, the golden, well, the golden pearl, another golden pearl to remind us of Christ's resurrection from the dead. And then the last pearl, the blue one, to remind us that through the waters of holy baptism, we have been connected with Christ and we will live with him for all eternity. That was the message they shared. It was interesting that there was a woman there that for all of her life she had never shared her faith with her husband. She had talked about it before and he said, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. That night when she went home and she had on her bracelet, he said, what is that? And she said, it's a bracelet we made today to talk about our faith. And he said, what does it mean? And she said, let me tell you. And for the first time in her life, she was able to tell the story of God's good book and the love that Jesus had for him. Second illustration grows out of what you and I do each and every day. The work that we're involved in. Our vocation. If you out work outside the home, if somebody asks you what you do, you have the opportunity to think about how are you going to respond so that you might possibly have a faith conversation. 
And you might say, Pastor, how would I do that? <laughs> you might say something like this. I am a steward. A steward? What is a steward? A steward is someone who has been given something special and who uses those gifts in a very particular way. So whether you are a teacher, a nurse, an engineer, an accountant, no matter what you are, God has given you gifts to use to help and serve other people. What if you're a stay-at-home parent? What might you say? Well, you could say, as a stay-at-home parent, my job is to teach my children that God loves them. I want to teach them to know God and His love. And second of all, I want to teach them to be responsible with the gifts that God has given to them. That's what parents do. But it gives you an opportunity to talk about your faith and the work of God in your life. A third example of how you might share your faith grows out of actually someone who is a member here at King of Kings. You may know Paul Reuter. Paul Reuter has been a member here for a long time, but one of the things he often does is he calls me on the phone and he says, I need to talk or I need some prayers. And he'll come in and we'll talk and we'll pray. And many times he'll begin the conversation with, tell me some good news. Tell me some good news. We live in a world where there's not always a lot of good news. And it gives me the opportunity to talk about what God is doing in my life and in the world. It might be as simple as having spent a number of days in the heat of the sun talking about, I simply thank God for air conditioning today. I thank God for that in invention of air conditioning that keeps us cool. It might be something as simple as, you know, today I had the opportunity to spend some time with friends and worship God in His house. That's what I'm thankful for. That was the good news that I heard today. But the point is you can be Prepared to think in advance how you might answer questions that are commonly asked that give us the opportunity to share our hope with those around us. One more story. Story that took place back in July of 1981 when two runners, one by the name of Bill Broadhurst and another by the name of Bill Rogers, they're both long-distance runners, they were going to run in a race in Omaha, Nebraska because Pepsi-Cola sponsored a 10K run. Bill Broadhurst wanted to run because his hero was Bill Rogers, and he knew that Bill Rogers was running in the race. And what made this whole race a challenge for Bill Broadhurst was that 10 years prior to this race, Bill Broadhurst had had an aneurysm that left him mostly paralyzed on his left side. This race was going to be a challenge for him. A 10K race. It's about six miles. Bill Rogers ran that race in under 30 minutes, so about a five-minute mile. 
It took Bill Broadhurst a bit longer. After an hour, they began to wonder if Bill was going to finish. Bill began to wonder if he was going to finish. He, his left side was beginning to tighten up, and so he didn't know how much further he could go. After two hours in the race, people began to take down the, the ribbons and the markers on the road so that you didn't even know a race had been run on that path. After two hours and 20 minutes, Bill didn't know if he could make it to the finish line. He didn't know how much further it was. But then he saw the finish line. And he said, I have to finish the race. I have to finish the race. As he made it towards the finish line, there was a crowd of people that came out from the alley behind one of the buildings and they were led by Bill Rogers. And they pulled out a ribbon and Bill Broadhurst ran through the ribbon and Bill Rogers embraced him and he said to him, you are the winner. And he took off the medal that had been given to him and he put it around the, the neck of Bill Broadhurst. And he said, you are the one who won the race. And I hear this story and I think of our relationship with God because God is the victor. Jesus is the victor. He is the one who has lived the perfect life for us. He is the one who has won the race. But he encourages us not to give up. He encourages us not to give in. He says, finish the race. He reminds us there to embrace us and to remind us. He says to us, you are the winner, even though he's the victor. Because the race that has been run is not only the race of Christ, but the fact that we have been connected to him through the waters of holy baptism, he reminds us that the race that is won is also our race. That we are indeed the winners. And he has a crown for us to remind us of that victory. He's there cheering us on, reminding us his story is our story and the end result is that we are blessed because of Jesus. If that's the last point in your outline, because of Jesus, you are blessed. Blessed to have the forgiveness of sins. Blessed to have the love of God. Blessed to be a part of his story. Blessed to be included in his victory. Blessed to be able to share his story so that others who don't know him might be included in his story as well. Things always happen in serendipitous ways, and it's kind of fun to see it. Sometimes this last week, I received a phone call that said, you know, at work we've got a whole box of Bibles that, that haven't been used. Would you be able to use them this Sunday? Little, I don't know if you knew that we were talking about giving, sharing God's Word. I said, Absolutely. So if you know someone who needs a New Testament Bible, I think there are still some on the counter in back on the Welcome Center. I think they're Gideon Bibles that were just left and not used. 
And so if you know someone who needs a Bible, please take one and give one to them. Share God's Word with someone who needs to hear God's Word. That's our purpose here on earth, to share the good news. Good news for us today and good news for us throughout all eternity as we spend our time and life with God. And to that, all God's people can say, Amen. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock, our redeemer, the one who has won the race for us. And so we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. <laughs>